Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in The Beacon's Light. Be sure to check out the booklet, Cost of Revival, by Rob Linstead. This booklet shows that if God would send revival when Elijah stood completely alone, he can use you. Cost of Revival by Rob Linstead is available right now for a gift of only $5 or more. Order your copy by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. From time to time, we've looked at a chapter from the forthcoming book, The Keys in My Song of Praise, where we look at a word with the same first letter as one of the many white keys on the standard keyboard of a piano. May I call your attention to the fifth A on the standard piano keyboard, which is commonly known as A440, 440 cycles per second. It's the approximate middle of the keyboard and usually the standard note for tuning everything else. Many piano tuners will use the tuning fork method for their craft, where their highly trained ears use the fork as the comparison between the absolute standard and the string being tuned. Others will use an electronic oscilloscope with a microphone attached, and that gives a precise waveform or visual indicator when the note is correctly tuned. Most of the notes on a piano will have more than one string or wire to form the note's sound. When the key is pressed, a chain reaction begins with several parts moving quickly to cause the hammer to hit the strings to sound the note. If one of the three strings that form our A440 is not properly tightened to play in tune, the resulting twangy sound will not be pleasant. It's then the tuner's responsibility to determine which of the strings is out of pitch and adjust it with his tuning hammer. The word sense is often used to communicate the concept of how much the note is off pitch, whether it's a violin, trumpet, or piano string that's being tuned. If the ensemble's director tells a clarinet player, you're sharp by about five cents, he's saying, you're close, but not close enough to blend in with the rest of the clarinet section. Adjust. When we consider the A, the concept of being close is a good analogy, as you will see. Atonement is what brings us in tune with God, not just until the next sacrificial offering, but forever. Follow the progression as God's plan was revealed first with animal blood sacrifices and then a complex system in the Old Testament carefully spelled out in Exodus and Leviticus and then fulfilled forever by the shed blood of Christ. Exodus 29:36 sets the stage for the perpetual sacrifice offered by the priests daily and thou shalt offer every day a bullock for a sin offering for atonement, and thou shalt cleanse the altar when thou hast made an atonement for it, and thou shalt anoint it 
and sanctify it. In the next chapter, verses 14 and 15 set a standard for all adults. Not to say that children do not sin willfully, but here the Lord is setting the specific cost to everyone who was to come to the tabernacle. The price covered the expenses and salary of the priests, but note, rich or poor, they all paid the same amount. It was affordable even for the poor and did not allow for the rich to boast that they were able to pay their way to a higher level of reward. Every one that passes among them that are numbered from twenty years old and above shall give an offering unto the Lord. The rich shall not give more, and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel when they give an offering unto the Lord to make an atonement for your souls. Much in the book of Leviticus deals with the burnt offerings for the atonement for the sins of the people and the priests. Aaron, Moses' brother, was the high priest, but before he could serve in his duties, he needed to make an atonement for his own sins by offering a sacrifice. In Leviticus 9, verse 6 through the end of the chapter, the procedure is spelled out. Part of that passage reads, And Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord commanded that ye should do, and the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. And Moses said unto Aaron, Go unto the altar, and offer thy sin offering, and thy burnt offering, and make an atonement for thyself, and for the people, and offer the offering of the people, and make an atonement for them, as the Lord commanded. Aaron therefore went unto the altar, and slew the calf of the sin offering, which was for himself. And the sons of Aaron brought the blood unto him, and he dipped his finger in the blood, and put it upon the horns of the altar, and poured out the blood at the bottom of the altar. And he brought the people's offering, and took the goat, which was the sin offering for the people, and slew it, and offered it for sin, as the first. And he brought the burnt offering, and offered it according to the manner. And Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people, and blessed them, and came down from offering of the sin offering, and the burnt offering, and peace offerings. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation, and came out, and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people, and there came a fire out from the Lord, and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which, when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. God responds when we follow His plan, and we will see His power. People who have had leukemia know the importance of their blood. Cancer of the blood is not a trivial thing. Every part of the body requires blood, so every part of the body is at risk when the blood is being attacked. The truth of Leviticus 17.11 is a reality for anyone who has had the misfortune to suffer this disease's effects. The verse says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul.
Talk to the average person on the street, at work, even in your church, and you'll get the impression that most folks think they're really not that bad. If God were to judge on a curve, they'd probably make it. Probably? That still leaves a lot of room for doubt, and that's not good enough. The one who has given 100 gallons of blood for the sake of those in need, who gave to the Salvation Army, the food drive, or worked tirelessly for disaster relief, as good as all of that may be, will find it isn't good enough. Consider the last of our passages that reference atonement in Romans 5, verses 6 through 11. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. So, if Jesus had not been willing from the foundation of the earth to do what we never could— pay the price for our sin in our place, where would we be? His love for us, the justification made possible by his blood and the reconciliation to God it provided gives us reason for joy and eternal existence with him in heaven. Our sins have been atoned. Elisha Hoffman wrote the hymn, what a wonderful Savior! Christ has for sin atonement made. What a wonderful Savior! We are redeemed. The price is paid. What a wonderful Savior! What a wonderful Savior is Jesus, my Jesus! What a wonderful Savior is Jesus, my Lord! I praise Him for the cleansing blood. What a wonderful Savior! that reconciled my soul to God. What a wonderful Savior! He cleansed my heart from all its sin. What a wonderful Savior! And now he reigns and rules therein. What a wonderful Savior! He gives me overcoming power. What a wonderful Savior! And triumph in each trying hour. What a wonderful Savior! What a wonderful Savior is Jesus, my Jesus! What a wonderful Savior is Jesus, my Lord! My greatest hope is that Jesus is your Savior, too. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that 
When we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin.